0: Listo. For Haas performances. Please welcome A.B.
1: Rottenberg. Much of tonight's show will be for everyone here a walk down memory lane. Great vocalists and musicians reenacting performances of years gone by. I have trouble with my words, they don't seem to come out clear But I want you all to know me, so I'll try By asking one small question, it won't take up too much time Can you tell me, can you answer, who am I? I know I'm very different by the things I cannot do. Why, I'd find it hard to tell you my own name. So you wonder just who am I as you try to hide your eyes. But believe me, you and I are much the same. Don't you marvel at a sunset as the rays shine through the clouds and the night begins to take over the sky. Don't you love the sound of laughter and a lively, happy tune? Oh, then we are not so different, you and I you see a mighty eagle as it spreads its graceful wings don't you wish inside your heart that you could fly and when you hear a crash of thunder don't you tremble out of fear oh then we are not so different you and I can't hold me and I cannot shake your hand and that looking at me makes you feel so strange so you wonder just who am I as you quickly pass on by but believe me you and I are much the same Have you known the pain of sadness and the feeling that it brings? Yes, I'm sure there have been some times you've had to cry. And that loneliness is worst of all, I'm sure you will agree. Oh, then we are not so different, you and I. Of caring and of love well, Somehow I get the feeling that you do well, Then we are not so different We are very much the same Oh, You do know who I am Who I am, who I am Like you, I'm just like you. Thank you, thank you very much.
2: Mom!
3: Toy wa waienta muri yu ki toy ki toy wa waie falser bet dizen as dei bestet is a goo to muri yu ki toy ki toy wa waie ta muri yu ki toy ki toy wa waie falser bet dizen as dei bestet is a goo to muri yu ki toy ta muri yu ki toy ki toy wa waie falser bet is a goo Kiddoi, kiddoi
4: good.
3: Show, <imitation> key as the day yesterday
0: A.M. in the A.M., Benny Friedman with the song Tamu to close out, to close out that set. Diaspora, Yismach Moshe, Kiavi, done by the uh, Waterbury Yeshiva. Kesher Shal Kayama, that's Micha Gammerman. A.B. Rottenberg, an amazing Who Am I from A Time for Music 25, Hask 25. Ach Sameach, done by Yaakov Shweki, and of course, Regesh, Modani, opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this January the 23rd, day 26 in the month of Teves. I didn't realize Rosh Chodesh is this coming Monday. Yeah, we'll bench Rosh Chodesh this Shabbos. And Rosh Chodesh is coming up this uh, coming Monday. 31 degrees outside here in New York with 67% humidity. Winds of southwest four miles an hour. Mostly cloudy with a high 47. Tonight, the same with a low of 33. And tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high 51. They're talking about rain for Shabbos, unfortunately. In this area, 47 in Yerushalayim. We're at 31 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. New York State Controller Tom DiNapoli will join us in the 7 o'clock hour. Also, Ashley Blaker is stopping by. Many of you are aware of the fact that his uh, Manhattan run starts February the 3rd. You're also aware of the fact that he's one of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020 presented by a Rothenberg law firm. So we're getting set for Ashley Blaker to walk into this studio this morning here at JMAM, and frankly, we can't wait. Uh, we're going to try to make contact before 9 a.m. with the coach of the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, Elliot Steinmetz. They won again last night, 40-point victory up in the Bronx against Maritime. And uh, they're on a 13-game winning streak, which is unbelievable. They are 13-1 and on the season. Their road record on the season is 10-1. How do you like that and uh, here we go let's see what happens over the final stretch it's gonna be a very interesting next four weeks they have a very they have a, a tough game this Saturday night up at YU if you have time to bring your family it's an amazing night of wonderful family entertainment at a great place the Max Stern Athletic Center up at YaC University that's this coming Saturday night at 8:30. they have a, a very tough game coming up their final game in January. That's gonna be a uh that's gonna be one to pay careful attention to. And then we'll see. We'll see what happens as we get closer and closer to uh to the Skyline Conference playoffs and see what kind of damage YU can do to the rest of the league. We're very excited to say the least. <laughs> about what's happening with Yeshiva University basketball. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline, he's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow, 7.40 Eastern time, for the uh, for the weekly update to so join us for that. Uh, and, of course, Rabbi Yudin, of course, Parsha's Vaera, The Erev Shabbos Show, hosted by Mark Zamek and brought to you by our friends at Kedem, airs at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Uh, Then it will re-air in encore form at the 3 a.m. Friday morning Eastern time and 10 a.m. Eastern time Friday morning. The Air of Shabbat show specifically for Parsha's Vieira, hosted by Mark Zomik, brought to you by the wonderful people at KEDEM. That's all coming up here at uh, the Nachum Segal Network. Anyway, there's just so much happening, it's insane. Big Thursday. I haven't even touched a Thursday lineup yet. Massive Thursday lineup. Um. Live lunch today from our studio here in New York City, a Thursday live lunch. There is so much going on. It's unbelievable. Incredible. Anyway, Ashley Blaker is going to walk in here in about an hour and uh, plenty more coming up. Uh, Lots happening. You got to vote OIC. I'll tell you more about that later on. Uh, We got the One Israel Fund uh, dinner coming up at the beginning of February we got to talk about and a whole bunch of other stuff that I have on on a big list in front of me to go through with everybody here. Uh, who's part of the JM and the AM audience. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, and this. Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you before we go to the song? The Jerusalem Post has a series of of headlines right now, if you go to their website, that I found fascinating. Um, it's about the uh, the conference going on in uh, in Jerusalem, which has brought together all these world leaders. So Vladimir Putin and Benjamin Netanyahu have unveiled a Leningrad Siege Heroes Monument in the city of Jerusalem. It's eight and a half meters high, honoring over uh, over a million Russians who died during the 900-day Nazi siege of uh, Leningrad. And that's one headline. Then you have um, Holocaust Forum organizers insist the Polish president are, is offered a chance to speak. Then you have Vladimir Putin to Yaffa Issachar. Remember Yaffa? is the mother, I'm assuming, right, of the one who's being held in Russia. He says to her, everything will be okay. And the Ukrainian president gives up seats at the Holocaust event for survivors. I saw those four headlines, and I'm saying to myself, my gosh, my gosh, if some of our predecessors from generations past, not many generations would see these headlines, they would not know what to make of it. A state of Israel honoring people uh, who were were murdered in another country, inviting a, a Ukrainian president who gives up his seat at a Holocaust event for survivors, the leader of Russia saying to this woman, everything will be fine. Could you imagine when Jewish women went to leaders of Russia to plead for their children, what reaction they got in Jewish history? The whole thing is just unbelievable. It's something to consider when you read the news, and sometimes lose focus on uh, the context of that news. JM and the AM, as we said, we got great music, including this from Yishai Rebo at JM and the AM. <laughs>
4: I'm <laughs> going Foch mis pedi la la שלי ניקרא לשנאי, חציור השם וחציור לשם שמים, כמו סופה מיניאמ אולם, כמו תופה של מירIAM פואים, ונתרופה באלם ללב. ורא that you're gonna fly from Spain to Machol, to Check can It's a dream that's been a dream And there's a dream مشكخ كل i uh-huh. tia ahava ze hayom shela igia racha hu omen nitzav mukan sham likratech boi bo De ha corche la mi la chupá. And the film is <laughs> not a film, but it is <laughs> a film. It is <laughs> La filot, hat ma That's me al shivate arim You
3: mochel kulam
4: se rakalevshe mobile mobile I
2: To be blessed, to be besimcha, but you gotta be besimcha to be blessed. No, you don't have to be blessed to be besimcha, but you gotta be besimcha to be a Jew. Mitzvah gedola, but liot besimcha. Yeah, yeah, boy, boy 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 now you don't have to be Chabad, to want machine you gotta want Mishia to be a year. No, you don't have to be a T.O.I.E. to love it as you start. But you gotta love it as you throw it to be a year. Oh, no, you don't. But you gotta have rushes shot to be in over. To be in Lord, To be in Lord, forever Lord, the the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the the To be in the <sense> <humour> the
0: It's Avram Rosenblum off of the Yes Legacy with Give Me a Minion. Mordechai Ben-David had Ode Yeshvu, that amazing classic. To be a Yid, that's Joey Newcomb. Avram Freed by Request with Yerushalayim Shabalev. T'filah Av that was Ohad, and Yishai Rebo opened up the set with Halev Shalit. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com. On the NachumSegal Network, and of course, the beloved... NSN app. Let's see, uh, since early, Oh, listener Benny wanted to hear the Avramil song. We got that on. Listener Benny's got conversations with Rabbi Jif down in Atlanta with Trucker Yitz. I'll tell you, lots going on there on this app. Listener Devora says, I wasn't happy being held up in my car on the way home from the Gush because of Macron's presence at a memorial to French soldiers. They stopped traffic while he was inside for the whole memorial. Nice having these international leaders to commemorate the liberation, but a bit of a pain. Though if Putin releases Naama, it is certainly worth it. Prayers for her. As usual, listen to Devorah with a spot-on perspective, to say the least. 31 degrees, mostly cloudy here in New York with a high of 47. Tonight, low 33, and tomorrow, partly cloudy. High Friday, 51. Expecting some rain on Shabbos. Yushalayim right now at 47. We're at 31 in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Listener Lenny and Efrat said it's beautiful weather there, but then sent us a video of snow. So I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm glad he's tuned in, in Efrat. That's for sure. Galay Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. It's Thursday. Boker Toe from JAM.
5: Galay Tzal from Yerushalayim, 2 Shalom, Rav. Kanehut Graf, Im shekorea achshav. Forum HaShoah HaOlami. לפני זמן קצר הסתיים טקס חנוכת אנדרטת הווטרנים בגן סקר בירושלים בהשתתפות נשיא המדינה ראובן ריבלין ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו ונסי רוסיה ולדמיר פוטין ראש הממשלה נתניהו פנה על הנשיא פוטין ואמר מה שאתם מסיתם, הביס את המפלצת הנאצית
2: תמיד שחיילי הצבא האדום הם שפתחו את שערי אושוויץ לרווחה העמידה היתנה שלכם נשיא
5: רוסיה פוטינ על אלין אמחרה ראש הממשלה ואמר אני מודל לישראל שפואלת לשימור האמת על טרומת ברית המועצות לא על הנאצי. ישראלית מдают особое значение сохранению правды о решающем вкладе Советского Союза в победу над нацизмом. Здесь, как и в России, озабочены, встревожены и возмущены попытками отрицать Холокост, пересмотреть итоги Второй мировой войны. А эти увда, чтобы Израиль поалим лешимур Как Неси Россия Путин. בעוד זמן קצר יחל ביד ושם הטקס המרכזי לציון 75 שנה לשחרור מחנה ההשמדה אושוויץ בירקנאו בנוכחות מנהיגים מ-50 מדינות. <ממשלה> ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו שוחח עם יפאי שכר, אמא של נעמה, לאחר פגישתם המשולשת עם נשיא רוסיה ולדמיר פוטין ואמר לה, זה לא ייקח עוד הרבה זמן. לפני מספר דקות יצאה יפאי שכר לעיתונאים ואמרה, פוטין הבטיח לי שהוא יחזיר את נעמה הביתה.
4: אופטימית, הוא מקסים, דיברנו ממש קרוב, והוא הבטיח שהוא ואני נאחזת במשפט הזה
5: עוד בחדשות, צעיר, תושב הפזורה הבדואית, הורשה בעונס חיילת במועדון ביבר שבע. מדווח כתבנו רמי שני. סמיר רבו ג'ודה, מאזור פזורת קסיפה שבנגב, הורשה בעונס חיילת שבילתה במועדון הפורום ביבר שבע. היא החוקר של בשירותים. ג'ודה קרה לה בנימוק שגילה את התעודה, וכשנפגשו הוא ביצע בעונס, על כך נידון היום לתשע שנות מעשר, ותשלום פיצוים לחיילת בהיקף של שבעים אלף שקלים. מזג האוויר למחר. בבוקר ירדו גשמים לפרקים מלווים בסופות רעמים בודדות מצפון הארץ ועד לנגב. ייתכן שלג קל בפסגות הגבוהות של הרי הצפון והמרכז. חשש לשיתפונות בין נחלי הדרום והמזרח. תנשב נערוכות ארות במהלך היום הגשמים יחלשו ויפסקו. יהיה מאוד. אלה החדשות שאורך רואי
4: i that been
0: We loved when he played that song live for us in uh, Jerusalem. You remember that? Uh, that Friday morning we were at the Inbal Hotel just a couple of weeks back. It's uh, David Lowy with Shiru opening up the 7 o'clock hour here at JM. The AIM Thursday morning broadcast. Good morning all. Coach of the Yeshua uh, University Maccabees. Winners of 13 in a row. Elliot Steinmet scheduled for the 8 o'clock hour. Ashley Blaker. In addition to everything else, in addition to the fact that he's opening up uh, the 3rd of February in Manhattan, He's one of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the Rothenburg Law Firm. He's expected in our studio in the seven o'clock hour, and I cannot wait till he walks in here. Get some Facebook Live going. The the legend, the legend, Ashley Blaker, will be visiting us here at JM in the AM. How do you like that? So that's all coming up if you keep it right here at JM and the AM. Here's Mordecai Shapiro. <laughs>
4: wate hayom hashem ma aminchi ani rzeh hayom aban el kol mestanné bito yezebsed anilo lo asher ki zertson achem ani olakh lo wetasouf ma aminch rak tob ani katan ken ani katan etmona gedola But out in a godly way, my little human eyes just don't get the picture here. I got no reason to fear, I got no reason to fear.
0: in the AM. It's actually a song from uh, Leif Dahar, Drory Krah, here on a Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard uh, Mordechai Shapiro with Hakomi Shamayim. That is his title track. Well, the state, uh, New York State controller of um, uh, here in New York, well, obviously New York State controller, so he would be in New York, <laughs> is a very good friend of ours. And uh, a wonderful person. It's Tom DiNapoli, who's with us live via telephone. And I had a, uh, we asked him to to come on, especially in light of the uh, uh, anti-Semitic incidents of the last few weeks and his statements regarding those. Uh, but then I was sent something that he, meaning the Honorable Thomas DiNapoli, is responsible for in terms of uh, having written and edited. And uh, I, I think I'm going to start with that. It was sent to me in advance of this conversation. And uh, frankly, for those of us who are uh, fascinated by both Jewish and Italian history, uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, Tom DiNapoli, the uh, New York State Controller, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM and the AM.
6: It's been too long. I'm glad to be back on, and, and hopefully it'll go well, and you'll have me on sooner again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think the last time or one of the last couple of times we saw each other was actually at
6: the Hampton Synagogue,
0: if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
6: yes, exa- yes exactly right. Yes, Bridges, yes. Mark per- brings uh, quite a group together, yeah.
0: To say the least. And of course, so we love your participation to celebrate Israel parade as well. Well, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and and obviously the there are a couple of uh, uh, news items that are what we would call the topics of the day, which we'll get right, to. But right. we were sent this amazing piece about Italian Jewish history yeah. uh, or the I mean, you, you'll put it better than we can. And I was was this was this something recent that you edited or something from a while it- ago?
6: It's a few years ago it's actually when I was still in the state assembly a, a dear friend of mine who unfortunately passed away uh in uh, uh last fall uh in uh, September Mario Mignoni headed the Center for Italian Studies at Suny Stony Brook and he had many different kinds of programs and he decided to have a, a program focused on uh the Jewish experience on the Italian peninsula through through the centuries, and because the Jewish community g- going back to ancient Rome had been a strong presence on the peninsula through all the, the the historical trends uh since then and over the years, so he convened an academic um, seminar conference uh he had me give some greetings uh, and he had scholars present various papers on uh the history of the jews treatment uh in ancient times what was experienced during the holocaust written by uh, italian jews who grew up there some written by jews that came from uh, germany or austria and found a safer harbor in italy during uh, the experience of world war 2 and the holocaust the studies generally show of the countries italy m- not the best but among among the the better, right. in terms of protecting Jews and not uh, uh, not having them be sent off to the camp. I, I think
0: I think you couldn't have put that better the way you said it because obviously nobody was great when it came to that right. area, but right. but Italy right. was bad. And, and you know we've broadcasted from Venice, and I, I've been right. to Rome, and I've been fascinated by the history myself. And there was a. Uh, if 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 for if nothing else and i know that this you know whether it legitimizes um uh, you know people's activities or not i'm not getting into i'm not here to judge others but the the reality is if you look at recent uh, italian jewish history 20th century obviously yep. obviously the holocaust being unfortunately you know major part of that uh, yep. if, if not for the influence of other countries you'd yep. have to conclude that jews would have had a complete safe haven in italy
6: Yeah, well, because the interesting thing, you had, you had, you know, Mussolini aligned with Hitler, and yet, and yet, it was the everyday Jews, the people in the in the, in the villages, even many of the church officials, who ignored the racial laws that came in in '38. You know, part of it is you know the Italians are not necessarily so good on laws to begin with, right? <laughs> you know, especially if they're ones that they don't uh, comport comport with how they view the world. So they had neighbors who were Jewish for you know for generations. They were to them they were Italians. So, uh, and even in terms of law enforcement, it just wasn't their thing. The problem was when Mussolini was uh, was pushed out and the Germans came in and propped them up again, as you recall, and and that's really when the Germans were occupying. It was no longer the Italian army, it was the German army, and that's where uh, we have the terrible situations of Jews being killed in Italy or Jews being sent to camp. So again, better than some other countries, but not perfect. We even had a celebration in in, in Great Neck, Tony D'Urso, who's our local assemblyman now, he has the seat I used to have, Uh, he was honored at Temple Emmanuel in Great Neck because he he was a five-year-old boy, but his father Hit a Jewish family in the mountains where they were living in Italy. Tony was a lookout for when the Germans were coming through, and they saved this family. And uh, as example of those stories, but what I tried to do, knock them on uh, with the book. So I was tasked with. organizing the essays, doing some editing, or, you know, putting them in, in an order that made sense. And and the the thrill for me with that book, I, I contributed in terms of my writing, the forward. And I tried to express my view of, of the tremendous similarity between the, the Jewish families and New York families uh, that I've experienced through my life. And one of the phrases I've used, somebody re- referred to it, I saw on a blog recently, you, you, you put an Italian grandmother next to a Jewish grandmother, mm-hmm. and, and if you... And if you if, if you hide the the star or the cross, you can 't tell the difference between the two of them, right. because they are loving people, they care about their children and their grandchildren, big hearted uh, and we get so much from our mothers and our grandmothers in terms of how we treat people and interact and I think the fact that the Italians and the Jews came to New York at pretty much the same time, suffered some, some of the same hardships, pushed into the same neighborhoods, right? The Lower East sure, Side. You know, the, sure. the push carts, who were they? Were they were the Jews and the Italians. Right. And, and faced a lot of challenges. I, I think it is no surprise there's a tremendous affinity between the communities that continues to this day in New York.
0: Even uh, pe- pe- young people wouldn't even believe that you know, the, the massive Jewish communities of Brooklyn right now, you know, 50 years ago, were a big mix of Jewish and Italian. I mean that
6: yeah, was essentially yeah. what was going on. But when, when my my father's side settled in uh, in East New York, Brownsville, and uh, my grandmother would tell me her best her best friends were, were were Jewish. I mean that's that's what it was. It was Jewish Italian, and and they got along, yeah. and and they, and they learned how to respect each other and like each other, and look economically they were pretty much the same. They were you know uh, maybe the, the Jewish fathers were shopkeepers, the Italian fathers like my grandfather were barbers. You know they they had their own small businesses or had another grandmother that she would bake and sell, you know, her baked goods. You know, very uh, basic level entrepreneurship that centered around the neighborhood and centered around relationships. Very similar experiences, and uh, you know, we've we have, we have these later generations that we don't have an appreciation for that, no and, and that's why I tried to capture the forward that that the, 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 and perhaps the closeness in America. Is is something that actually can be traced back to uh, a very strong, a positive relation that went back to the Italian Peninsula. Now that's uh, you have to keep in mind, it wasn't all perfect, right? Yeah. Ghetto, the word ghetto right. it began in Italy, right? right? In, the, in, Venice, the, in right. Venice and some of the other cities. Sure. The the southern part of Italy was ruled by the Spanish, right? So when the Inquisition came, it, it what that forced is is, is conversions or uh, Ital- Italian Jews that were living in Sicily, you know, move move further off the peninsula to the parts of Italy that right, were but but even, of more of this, but even
0: but, with that and, and I I could discuss this topic with you for yeah, hours but yeah. but last point even with that uh, it it is the it is the uh, largest and uh, and longest running active yeah. jewish community on on the planet yes. i mean yes, we're, we're we're talking about a jewish community that's you know uh, essentially over 2000 i think we could say even closer to 2500 years old at this yes. point
6: Yes, so, there was even we did a there was a paper on a uh, a little village in Sicily and and it was an area where the Jews were, were moved out because of the Inquisition. But uh, to, this, to modern times, they still have a, a ceremony around Easter time called the Feast of the Jews, where, where the school children dress up in costumes. and, and, and so, Well, it's, it's obviously a legacy of Purim, right. and, and although th- there are Jewish families there anymore, that celebration stuck in the local culture, and that Feast of the Jews continues, and not in a pejorative way, but just in a way of, this is part of what our, our history and our celebration, our folklore has been about. So yeah. it's fascinating. It's actually fascinating. And people
0: also have to remember when you know when Jewish slaves were building the Colosseum there were there were other Jews in other areas of Rome that were living as regular citizens at that time. Right, that's right. So it's a, it's, right. it's really, when you think of a continuous Jewish community, yes, tremendous challenges and a lot of hardship, as you describe, but the continuous part is fascinating. And again, that special relationship, however you want to you know regard the word special in this case, between the Italian community and the Jewish community is something uh, certainly to take note of, that's for sure. The Honorable yeah. Thomas DiNapoli is with us, state controller in New York here. All right, so look, uh, at the recent event that you were at, this is what you said. Uh, Tom DiNapoli said, it's hard to believe how the numbers of anti-Semitic incidents of hate violence are going up in the New York metro area. And here's the quote, you being here show that we will not accept this as the new normal. What we take from today in our homes, workplaces, houses of worship, neighborhoods, that's where we must fight hate. And uh, and then you recommended that people actually see the Auschwitz exhibit, which I saw pretty amazing in lower Manhattan. Mm, Uh, I I mean, what were you thinking? What went through your mind as you heard all these news stories come up? And now, thank God, it does seem over the last couple of weeks that it's calmed down a bit. I don't want to give an eye in as you as we would say. But what were your thoughts as you saw these uh, these episodes escalate in the New York area?
6: Yeah, you know, I've lived my whole life in New York, and uh, I, I live in Great Neck. Uh, many uh, dear neighbors and friends who are Jewish, and uh, always a sense with our laws—you uh, know, dealing with hate crimes and 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 non-discrimination, and and working against bullying, and all the different things we do. A sense of progress, and New York having a reputation of being a tolerant uh, city and tolerant community. Right. It just totally, totally. Uh, uh, smashed against my reality of what I thought our community was about, because you're not just talking about an isolated incident here and there. There's a pattern that's evolving, and it's alarming. It, it, it's, it's alarming because it, it, it rips at the fabric of, of, of how we've defined community over, over a long, long period of time and expresses itself in violence that, that is lethal. That is lethal. I mean, you know, the 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 the, the, the attack in Muncie, the yep. the uh, the bakery the bakery attack in Jersey. I mean, this is not just as horrible as it is. Bad words, right? They're trying to offend somebody. This is outright killing. And and it's twenty twenty. What 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 have, have we learned? Nothing. Have we so fallen apart in terms of our link of community? Uh, and 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 it really was a sense of frustration. I maybe part of it is, you know, I asked somebody. Uh, When when I was lining up for the march in in, uh, in downtown Manhattan for for Brooklyn, I was also there, and I turned to to a friend and I said, "Uh, is is it that there's more of this now than ever? And he looked at me and said, you know, there was probably always a lot of this, and it just that wasn't reported and now people are paying more attention. I don't you know, maybe the truth is somewhere in between. But but we have to recognize that 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 uh uh it's it's a real challenge and we have to recognize too it it cannot just be on the criminal justice side as important as that is we have to hold people accountable. But there's something poisoning the minds of our citizens and we gotta start with the young people. They've got to know the history. They've got to know the, the the how terrible intolerance is and it's not just a question of a bad word, labeling people, defining them as the other, dehumanizing them, making them a target, then for uh, painting a swastika on a, on, a, on a tombstone, throwing a brick through a store window, uh, shooting somebody, blaming the ills of the world, and not. Look, the other challenge we have, we have to be honest we have a lot of people with mental illness out there and so you 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 combine you know a a hatred with with a mental imbalance and 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 you get this so so part of my issues is it's great to be at the march but what you what are we saying in our homes what are we saying to the children what are we saying especially if we hear a young person say something out of line are we do we laugh at it or do we correct it and say hey there's a history here that you need to be aware of and and I did say Take your child to the the, the Museum of Jewish Heritage, right. the Auschwitz exhibit. It is so powerful. And I had uh, in 2018, I had I was in uh, Katsuwa in Poland for the climate talks, right. and we stayed in Auschwitz, and I look on the map, and said, "Wait a minute, Auschwitz." This is Auschwitz. Auschwitz is the Polish name for, for Auschwitz. And so we had a, a day Sunday. There weren't many activities, and I said to my team, "But I said we have to go. To, we can't be staying in Auschwitz and not see this firsthand." And you know, I've read I've read stuff. I had never d- gone to a camp before. But you go to Auschwitz and you walk through the gate, you walk into the barracks, you see those haunting photographs, you learn first the Poles were brought in, then the plan was for the Russian soldiers captured. But ultimately it was turned into the place to exterminate the Jews. And Auschwitz is one piece, and you walk over to Birkenau, and you have this massive field with the with remnants of the barracks, I mean, they, they've reconstructed some, but you see where there was row after row after row after row of the barracks, and you see the children's barracks, and you see the, the children's paintings that were, were preserved, and you know whether they were painted by children or painted by the, the overseers to make the children feel like they were in some pleasant place. It just, and, and just the enormity of, of knowing how many people were killed there in such a brutal way. And seeing you're in a town, some of these homes... We're probably around these camps to begin, with. What, what, what do the people think was going on in there? It's just, it's, it's, it's just mind-boggling. So this notion that it can't happen again, uh, you, we have to get that. It, it can happen again. I'm not predicting it. I'm concerned about what's going on. But you know, people forget that the, the German society was an evolved society. Yep. They had laws. Uh, they were a respected society. And, and yet this group took over. And and one of my other trips years ago, Nakam, I I went with a Turo Law School, sponsored a trip to Berlin, uh that looked at the legal question how how do the nazis use the legal system to to advance their goals we had a meeting in the vance palace where the final solution was uh... agreed to and talked about where all these where all these evil uh... nazis gathered and and talked about it in and we went into the courtrooms and we saw the historic pictures where the german judges became nazi judges and 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 perverting their own good laws this can happen and 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 and, 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 and the young people, especially, it's not that long ago, and the survivors—some are still alive. We're losing them every year. Yeah. Their testimonies mean a great deal, and and they they go out into the schools and my community on Long Island. I know in the city, you we know, we're going to lose them in a few years. We must record them. And I know in many of the Holocaust museums, they do that. People, young people, need to know. Within within the recent past, this horror has happened. So any time there's an incident that crosses the line, where there's harm inflicted and, and an epithet expressed, uh, we need to just confront it head on. And I, say, I, no, I, not, not acceptable. Not I,
0: acceptable. I can't thank you enough for the way you speak on this topic, I'll tell you. And I, unfortunately, we're out of time. But I, I, Ten seconds on this. Ten seconds. I'm curious. Yeah. Are you paying a lot of attention to what's happening in the U.S. Senate right now or limited attention to what's going on in the U.S. Senate right now?
6: Uh, i ha- I have to be honest with you i can 't watch much of it because right. it's it 's distressing it's you uh, know the country is being torn apart and and you know it's, it is you see the pro- it 's going to be a political solution at this point uh no doubt uh where the president will be exonerated and and all we will achieve is become even more divided so uh it 's not a good time in politics i say i'll, I'll end on this you know, people sometimes say oh don't you wish you're in Washington these days Thank God I'm in Albany. (laughs) Albany's Albany's got its own problems. But Washington right now, nothing's getting done. It's not not good for the American people. Not good for the American people. Uh, Thank you for
0: everything, and thanks so much for joining us this morning.
6: We'll have to do it again, and next time we'll talk about some of our investments in Israel. Yes,
0: that's usually like our number one topic, but I got got
6: distracted by
0: history today. What can I tell you? (laughs) But
6: but with what we're living through, it's important. A hundred percent. Thanks
0: so much, Mr. DiNapoli. Thanks. Take care. Have a good one. Tom DiNapoli is the New York State controller. Amazing. Just amazing. I almost called him Rabbi DiNapoli when he was uh, speaking about traveling to Eastern Europe and the lessons learned there. Unbelievable. Thursday morning broadcast. J.M. and am a drop behind schedule for Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words: "Zehnismas of and Zehnismas Esther Here is oh, one second before we get to that. We were focused on this. Um, we were focused on this uh, accident that's going on the Verrazano Bridge. If you are heading, if you're in New York and you're heading from Staten Island to Brooklyn, uh, there is a good chance that you are at the moment in massive traffic. So keep that in mind. There has been a tractor-trailer accident on the Verrazano Bridge. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
7: Good morning. In the days of the Chumas Adashen, there were some very wealthy students. They wanted to make it easier for themselves to find svarim, So they constructed a table for the books that would rotate like a lazy Susan. Whoever needed a sefer would merely rotate the table and he didn't have to bother to get up. In the eyes of the students, it seemed to be a great invention. The Chumas HaDeshen thought otherwise. He said this type of Torah would not attach itself to their hearts and they wouldn't remember it. When a person goes after a sefer and they look for the book and it takes them a certain amount of time and they put Yigiyah into it. Then the person remembers what they learn. Like it says in the Shulchan Aruch, Ein di The Torah does not stay misrapa atzmo from the person that merely takes serious? it casually and only can learn with a lot of other pleasures. One night, There were students that had a very strong question in the Talmud. No one was able to work it out. They all asked their great Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shmuel Levitz. The next morning, when they came early inside to the yeshiva, they saw that Reb Chaim Shmuel Levitz was sitting and learning. He had the idea and the answer to the question that they had the night before. They said to him, Rebbe, if we would have been blessed with your brain, if we would have your head, so we would also know this entire sugi and the answer. Reb Chaim protested. He said, do you think I have such a good head? Do you think I'm blessed with such talents? Not at all. At night, when everyone went to sleep, I put the pillow over my head and I began to scream the entire Sugiv of the Talmud. I went back and forth until finally, in the wee hours of the morning, I understood it and came up with the answer. It says, whoever occupies himself with Torah, like it says, It's like a person who's in business. He's called a Baal Asek. Just like a businessman will not totally be diverted from his business, no matter what, so too, a person that learns should be entirely focused on their Torah. This is what we learn, that when an individual is involved in any learning pursuit, whether it's going to a shir, whether it's picking that up is- a book, a safer for five minutes, regardless of what it is, it requires total immersion, la asok, to become involved, to become immersed in the Torah. The greatest schus that we have in our life is the mere fact that we are all B'nai Torah. The fact that we all have the great opportunity, the great merit to learn Torah. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
6: And that, really, that was Shlomo's whole Torah. That we're all one. We, we started out one by Mount Sinai. It says, sham, that we all were one. And, um, Since then, you know, we've been trying to bring that all back together, and so much of Shlomo's work in the world was that work, bringing it all back together like we're really all one.
0: Live version of the Moshav Band's the only one. That was that was something I must say. Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Uh, Ashley Blaker is expected in any minute. He is um, one of the stars of kosher halftime show 2020 presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. He's also opening up in Manhattan on the 3rd of February, the day after the Super Bowl. He's expected in studio coming up here at JM. In the a.m. Uh, this listener says nothing like starting your day with beautiful sunshine, hot cup of coffee, and Mordecai Shapiro's message that I call me Shamayim. Thank you, Nachum, for the song selection. Thank you very much. Bonus day for AJA carpool number 255. Wishing Mazel tov to carpooler Gila and the fifth graders and receiving their Mishnayo today. That's listener Daniel, of course, down south. And um, if you want to comment on the app, go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Join us in the commenting battle. Well, I don't want to say battle. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline is with us. He's Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He joins us tomorrow here at JM in the AM for the the, uh, um, weekly update. Thank you for the weekly update. Malcolm Holmline, 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Um, 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow. Big day here, of course. Not only will Ashley Blaker join us, but Elliot Steinmetz, coach, coach of the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. He'll join us for a few minutes before we wrap up. 9 o'clock, it's Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari. 10 o'clock, it's Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. 10.30 for a brand-new edition of That's Life with Miriam al Wallach. Live lunch from our New York City studios at 11. Tonight, the Air of Shabbos show is hosted by Mark Zamek and brought to you by our friends at KEDEM. It airs at seven. P.M. Eastern Time tonight, plus 3 A.M. Eastern Time tomorrow, plus 10 A.M. Eastern Time tomorrow. So, if you want a great show dedicated to Parshas Vaera, you have any, uh, you have a possibility, you have a not possibility, you have the opportunity to tune in tonight and tomorrow morning to the Arab Shaba show with Mark Zamek right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. All right, we're caught up on all that. Don't forget to vote Torah. Don't forget to vote Torah. Uh, those of you out there who are uh, Jewish Americans, oh, 18 years and over, uh, you have an obligation to vote in the World Zionist Congress election. Go to VoteOIC.org. 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 Remember that both myself and Miriam L. are delegates on slate number four. We're slate number four, the Mizrahi slate, slate number four. Go to VoteOIC.org. Pay the 7 dollars 5 to register. Cast your ballot and uh have a big say in the future of the state of Israel and the Jewish people vote oic.org vote oic.org and we we respectfully ask that you take care of that today that would be amazing more coming up it's jm and the am with eighth day
4: are we all drifting is our missing? Are we lost in a storm? The sea of life, ships passing in the night Has hope sailed away? And I got this feeling There's got to be meaning Is there something we can do? Yes, there's something you can do Yes, we can change the world Yes, yes, change the world for good Random kindness, be a lifeline in the storm. Oh yes, we can change the world, yes, yes, change the world for good. Act of random kindness, be a lifeline in the storm. changes love empty hands waiting the silence is raging takes a village and a man and I got this feeling it's got to be meaning is there something we can do yes there's something you can do yes we can change the world yes yes change
0: It's called a Alum before that change our world. Eighth day here at J and M. Well, it's a Thursday morning, and as we uh, have been mentioning all week, it's a big Thursday for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network and J M and the A M. Because Ashley Blaker is in our studio, one of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020, brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, and somebody who on the third of February is going to be opening up at the Soho Playhouse in New York City in a run that's going to be so successful they're probably going to make him extend it. He may be in New York forever, the way he's going. Um, by the way, you can watch all of this, our conversation right now, live with Ashley Blaker if you go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Again, that's facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network Ashley Blaker, welcome back. Thank to you. J.M. in the A.M. Yeah, and we've, uh, it's only been,
8: it hasn't been that long since I last saw you because we did the halftime show.
0: Correct. You were um, you were an integral part, and people will see on Sunday night, February the 2nd, just how integral uh, to Kosher Halftime Show 2020. Mm. Yeah. And, and from what I am told, with everything you've done in your career, and, and no joke, if people look this up, they'll see, you've written, produced, starred in shows in the United Kingdom. Uh, you've um, you've done comedy acts individually all around the world. But, of course, your run here in New York City has been leg- – what theater was that at, that long I've run? I've done uh, – uh, oh, well, I, did the, I started the
8: gra- the – no, the Gramercy was the first show, and then right. I had the long run was at the like Jerry Orbach on Broadway and 50th. But I know what there. you're going to say. You're going to say, but all of that pales into insignificance I mean, compared I to the Cochart a- Show. I, I can a- see where it's I, going. I would assume <laughs> that your
0: family and friends – who have taken note of your career and likely have advised you to get to get yourself into a yeah, more secure yeah. industry? Once they heard that you're part of Coaster kosher halftime show, twenty twenty, they probably changed their whole attitude toward what you do.
8: Yeah, remember we're British. We don't even know what the Super Bowl is, <laughs> let alone like who's in it uh, or there's a halftime. There's two halves. I thought there were like four quarters can, in American sports. Can I, I enlighten you? First of mm. all,
0: first, are you aware of the fact that Kansas City and San Francisco are going to be represented actually in did songs? know that I you saw that. that
8: the other day uh, if not Santa for us show. would
0: you have paid attention to that you wouldn't even know it if not yeah,
8: for us is Joe Montana still
2: playing I don't know no, like, that was right. a while ago he's about 60 some years old, oh Monday. is he wow it
8: shows you how old I am <laughs> I um, no. do you know the thing I enjoyed we, so we did this uh, uh, video out right. in uh, the five towns right yeah and uh, Miriam was right. uh, producing it correct and I, I was she said that there's a lot of different people who uh, pronounce your name incorrectly correct yeah because it's so it's Nachum Right. But she said that there's
0: a vowel issue, because some people call you Nachum. Correct. Nechum, Nichum. Uh, I, I think what gets her the most, and she's very overprotective, thank God, about this topic, is that uh, people call me Nachum when, in fact, my parents name me nochum. Nachum. Nachum, yeah. that, And I think she's one of the people that's very careful to point out that when you address Nahum Siegel, it's, in fact, Nachum Siegel. Right, that, that's the whole thing.
8: I think it should be when you address Nachum Siegel, it should be Mister Siegel. <laughs> so that's very disrespectful. We're, we're, we're forgetting
0: the whole first name thing. <laughs> yeah, this
8: is very disrespectful.
0: Have you ever attended uh, one of those American football games in London? You know what happens. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 so they you do. Win? No, no, I've Are never been. Won? I've
8: never been. So I've been to baseball. I, like, I do All enjoy right. going to baseball here in in New York. I've been to Yankees and uh, the Mets. I think I told um, you that we were
0: actually in Yankee Stadium on a freezing. I think it was April or May day, and next to us was a couple from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this to you last time, who who literally watched the Yankees from Great Britain on whatever you need, you know, cable-wise right. okay. or channel-wise to do so. Their dream was to come to Yankee Stadium. I said, if you're here in this weather, <laughs> sitting here watching, then you really must be Yankee fans. Wow. I mean, It's amazing. From all the way from England and I didn't even realise that anybody from England actually cares about baseball.
8: And they got the dream of sitting next to Nochum Siegel as <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know if Nochum Siegel. You just take out no vowels. <laughs> at the stadium. Like, you know. At the stadium, I'm Nochum. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't uh, know if yeah. any of that meant anything to them.
0: But anyway, so you do enjoy going to all baseball. That's good I've to been know. to baseball. I've been to
8: basketball. I've been seen the right. Knicks at Madison Square Gardens quite a long time ago. This is right. like in the nineties when Patrick Ewing was playing. Sure. Like a long time ago. Uh I've never been to hockey. Quite like to do that sometime. Must go to a Rangers game. Uh, but I've never American football. I must be honest, and I, I'm not going to sp- spoil it. Right. I
0: speak a little bit about this in the right. in the halftime show. Right. But
8: that is actually the one American sport I just don't get.
0: If we anything. went, would you, in all seriousness, now forget mm. the routine for a second? Would you be able to follow, or are you not even into that? Like you, another rules. I watched the Super
8: Bowl last year with a friend who right. explained to me
0: what was going on right. and what. It, but it is because I always yeah, think that when it comes to American football, if you don't grow up with it, it's very hard. Get all right. these nuances and, and yeah. learn all the rules and stuff, right? Exactly,
8: and I just didn't. But it's so odd that it's called football because it's nothing right. like. Because you don't even use your feet
0: very rarely. You right. rarely use your there, there is yeah. a there is a kicking no, game, I, but very no, very I understand very, very that. I understand that. But, speaking uh, of, speaking of sports, go. by the way, did you hear about the Houston Astros and this whole cheating scandal going on? At Major right, League so Baseball? Got, you, got, you heard well, about
8: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What what's, well, Just explain that to me. What they've um, well, what they're. I saw a headline.
0: What what they are? What they are accused of? And it has been found that in fact they are guilty. It is Loshenhoer Letuiles. You to I you think it's Lato Ellis. Let, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> let me ask the guy oh, yeah, from Houston. Let me ask, yeah, Yodis from Houston, yeah, yeah. trying to defend this team okay, for the last okay. two weeks. Okay. The guy's yeah. desperate for any okay. explanation okay. here. So what's happened to uh, But apparently, st- in baseball, signs, signals are a big thing, right? And so what's you- this like? The picture to the yeah, the, to the, the catcher to the, the, the pitcher and right. the coaches to the okay, catcher, yeah. et cetera, okay. et cetera. So they're being accused of stealing those signs of coming up with through technology and then through some, you know. Uh, inane system of of uh, of right, uh, right of right. banging a baseball bat against a trash can. Uh, they're they're being accused of stealing those signs, which is of course illegal in baseball to use technology to your advantage like that. So it's a big big majorly baseball right. scandal. Ste-
8: stealing it. because they've like seen it, but how are they stealing them? Like, what do you mean? They've uh, seen them. Meaning that that
0: somebody is using some type of electronic device to see the signs that are being given, and then it transmits them to the dugout. Where the players then find out what pitch is coming. Right, Yes. Yes. So you're allowed to steal a base in baseball, right. but you can't steal signs in baseball. Right,
8: yeah, it's very true. I, <laughs> uh, wasn't the, I read something about the New um the New England Patriots, that yeah. like, filming. Correct. Sport. But again, I, I read that and I thought, but surely all the games are on TV? What if they no, they but they were, they, were they were filming practices. They were filming practices like, yeah. uh, what, like with
0: drones? Yeah. yeah by the way, by I that. blame Yoni for that one as well. Oh, no. really? Yes, okay. he's, he's responsible for all that's he's going terrible. from ter- Houston <laughs> via Boston or something. Everything that's going terrible in sports, he's responsible for anyway so uh, all right so we did our sports that I must ask you uh, uh, I must ask you something yesterday I posted I had gotten I was out of town until Tuesday, so I come back and I post on Facebook yesterday morning that officially you're visiting us this morning and of course the whole world goes nuts you're walking in here you know the whole thing so uh, literally about three minutes after I posted that on Facebook, we who are supported by the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting mm-hmm. got a donation from Liverpool, England. Really? Coincidence? No, I don't think so. I don't think it can be. Wow. No, you're saying it is a coincidence.
8: I not No, I'm saying I don't think nothing. I, not.
0: Come no, on. What you're I'm... a religious man.
8: Nothing's occurred. Right, I understand
0: that, but we were thinking that because you're, you yeah. you were announced and then 3 minutes later Liverpool I
8: know that's my, the team I support. That I'm not from Liverpool, I'm from London, All but... right.
0: So without mentioning names on the okay. air, I am going to show you the name of the person who donated from Liverpool okay, I won't say that. and you're going to tell me if there's any connection between you and this individual. Okay, okay? so go on. Let's here This is, is the, exciting. Here is the gentleman like. and his address. From Liverpool, who who donated yesterday? You have anything to do with this person? Jurgen Klopp? No, don't don't know.
8: No, I I seriously, this man.
0: um, It's a total coincidence that we posted you're going to be here, and a minute later we. No, I don't
8: I don't know this man, but uh, it's not Jurgen Klopp. But uh, Jurgen Klopp's the German manager of Liverpool.
0: Interesting. Yes, so um, so we just have listeners everywhere. The conclusion yeah. is we just have
8: listeners everywhere. It's amazing people are <laughs> listening to
0: this. Yeah, that's is great. Liverpool at all Jewish? Is there a Jewish community um, there at all? Quite a small
8: Jewish community. Like, there. is there
0: a minion in Liverpool? Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few shows.
8: There's a few shows there. Um, there's a few. And how
0: there. far is it from London? Miles? Or oh, Columbus? like in
8: UK terms, a very long way. In, in American terms, one commute like, ra- round, the, like yeah, nothing at all.
0: American trips, like go to Long Island by Uber. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's like two, it's like
8: two hundred, it's about two hundred and twenty miles away, I think. Miles. Not yeah. kilometers, miles. No, 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 miles. So it is a four-hour drive, and it's, right. it's, it's no, significant. No, no, tri- but the, our, right. our motorways are so... Right. So it's one trip traffic, through the Holland Tunnel, basically. It's a, no, it's a t- <laughs> it will take a long time. Like you can right. you can do take, like, five hours. You Interesting. Know? But, uh, but like, in American terms, that's, like, nothing.
0: And know? if I went there... And right, correct. That's what I'm mm. saying. It's like a trip through the Holland it's Tunnel. It's not far. It's about... It's Anybody about, on the Verrazano Bridge this morning, they're going to be there for four or five hours right, with that exactly. accident. It's
8: about a 45-minute drive uh, to Manchester, right. and that's, like...
0: If I went with Probably you to Liverpool, would you know anybody there? Like, could we? I know a few people there. Yeah. Why are we planning this? Well, we. Yeah, we, we're we're, we're going to take one man. One you, man gives you twenty dollars and now. You want to do a you're, tour to you're you're Liverpool? You're
8: coming to the US. <laughs> we're going to the UK. Okay, come okay. on. Are you, kidding me? are you a Beatles fan? I mean, that's the place to go. Well, if You're would be, a Beatles you know, fan. I would, ser-
0: I would certainly participate in some type of Beatles tribute. Right. I would hope. Exactly. You know? I mean, okay. come on. Okay. Uh, is there a kosher restaurant in Liverpool? Yeah, no, uh, no,
8: there's no kosher restaurant no. in Liverpool. Actually, they had a bit of a scandal with uh, a, a kosher. Be, be careful! This could yeah, affect our no, donations. No, <laughs> a uh, uh, unfortunately it was a butcher and uh, in Liverpool, yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh, selling non-kosher it's, meat,
8: it's something like that. But it's um, that's rough. Yeah, it's. By the way, talking of kosher food, right? Yeah. I've got a bone to pick with you. Uh oh, a last... chicken bone or a meat bone? Well, yeah, the last time I was here, yeah. right, you said to me. You, you introduced me to a word I'd literally never heard of, Right. called yapchik. Right. Yeah. You had never heard of yap. I'd never heard of yapchik. Where are you tonight? I'll take and you after now, Well, no, this is the trouble. I'm now. I think I've put on weight because I'm, I'm addicted. You're addicted to, to yapchik. I love yapchik. Isn't it yeah. delicious? I went to Barapog that, that <laughs> afternoon. And bought You're, on Thirteenth Avenue. Do you remember which place it was? I think it was Lo- Luzzi's. Oh, you went to Luzzi's. Yeah, you went to the. I mean, you
0: went to the, one of the best immediately. Oh, wow, great! You, you completely I, went to, to. I was lucky. A one Yapchik. Right,
8: I went to exactly. I know. I know. I go. I go for the hard stuff. Luzzi's yeah. amazing. So I. I yeah, because I got off at like. Um, Probably fiftieth, right? Or, uh, I knew and earlier, then, right. and then, yeah, on thirteenth, yeah, right. and thirteenth Avenue, and then, and there it was. I went in. I said, "Do you have Yap shake?" shake, and there it was. The Yap shake. Was place.
0: it a Thursday or? A uh, I think it was a Thursday. Was it a yeah, Thursday. yeah. And and uh, you know no, I, But I had
8: it. I had it on a. So yeah, it was a Thursday. But I had it on shop. I had it on Friday yeah, night. Of course. You know, I waited it. Le- le covered shoppers. But you know? I'll tell you what, oh, if you great. would, if you would have had it on the spot on that Thursday, oh boy. That's, that's I amazing. Loved it. No, I loved it, and I don't know. I'm, I'm addicted. I'm going to have to go cold turkey. <laughs> but I don't like cold cuts on shovels, so it's not going to work. So but, uh, You're going to have yeah. to
0: go cold Yopchick. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm glad to hear that. If, in fact, you're ever available on a Thursday night, I'll be okay. more than happy to take you out for a little Yopchik right. tour of New York City. What day is it today? I've completely lost count. It's Thursday. it today? Thursday, yeah. yeah. I've just, because I just
8: traveled back from the UK and I'm right. slightly out of, out of it. You're out of sorts, as I'm they say in your country. Am. It's am. America's am.
0: one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Ashley Blaker here. You're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash NachumSingle Network. Facebook Live has this entire conversation uh, available for posterity, but right now you can actually see it live. Uh, Ashley Blaker's in a show. The day, here's what's going to happen: a week from Sunday, you'll see Ashley in our Kosher halftime show. He's a combination of funny and angry. You've got a little, you got a, yeah, you got an attitude no, there. You right. got an attitude in the Kosher halftime show. That's that's my whole life. Right? <laughs> I'm a combination of funny and angry. Um, and he's uh, he's going to be in the Kosher halftime show. Uh, you'll see it uh, starting at 7:30 Eastern Time on February the second when we posted in honor of the Super Bowl halftime. It's presented by a Rothenberg Law Firm. Ashley's a big part of it. The next day, the next day, no joke, in a show called Guy Friendly, Ashley Blaker starts at the Soho Playhouse. It's February the 3rd through the 23rd, beginning at 7.30 p.m. each night, plus matinees on Sunday and Wednesday. And you should see, you should see, this is a copy of the card that yeah. you've been giving out for the show. Yeah. You should see some of the things that, that some of the upstanding media sources have to say about you, not just JM and the AM, but the New York Times and the New York Post yeah. and the Financial Times and the Jerusalem Post. They they give you ringing endorsements, yeah. Mr. Blaker.
8: Yeah, no, and this is exciting. This is a very different show. So, so it's an all-new show, uh, and it's very different to anything I've done Meaning before. Meaning if someone saw you at the— Right, so if you saw the last show, you can come again. It's a completely different show. And if you've never seen me, this is the show to come to because this is—I I, I genuinely believe— I'm, always one, I'm one of those people who always thinks what I'm doing is really good, but then once I've I've moved on from it, I, I look back and think oh, I was rubbish, and now I've kind of <laughs> moved on to something like that. This next one's so much this better. This is my, so much better, but this really is. This really, I've worked so hard on this show, and I'm really uh, looking forward to performing it. And so the thing with this show, so it's called Ashley Baker Goy right. Friendly. Goy Friendly. Goy Friendly, that's the name of the show, and it tells the story of my friendship with um, someone who isn't Jewish, actually Muslim. And but the key thing is why it's called Goy friendly is that I wanted to do a show that is goy friendly. Right. This actually the name of this show actually came from a friend of mine, Steve Doherty, who who produces my BBC show. I, I have a BBC show called uh, Ashley Blake's Goyish Guide to Judaism. Right. And my non Jewish producer would sometimes I'd send him a bit of script and he'd say, Oh, I don't can you make this bit more goy friendly? he's not Jewish and he'd say can you make this more Goy friendly because I don't really get this bit or whatever and I said I love that title I'm going to
0: use that phrase so because. one second in other words in this so, show this show you can't do you can't do the double parking on 13th Avenue uh, because they won't the right, Goyim the right. Goyim, excuse, Well, excuse the term which I yeah. normally wouldn't say but because yeah. of the context I am okay. they wouldn't get that uh, you can't, you there can't, are things you, that you have you to you can't, can't do a show about Elias and Shul Ex- that's because 100%. they won't get that right
8: exactly so that's the funny thing so like in fact I was Doing an interview the other day, and I was saying that they have saying someone's asked me, are "You, how much do you have to adapt material when you come to America?" And for sure, like I come to America, and obviously you have to make sure every. It's no point in me talking about Liverpool when right. you're interested in Kansas City, and the 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 49ers. But and I have to make sure that I say sidewalk instead of pavement, and cell right. phone instead of mobile. But here, there's no point in talking about as you say. I was going to Shacharis and I was davening and I got an Aaliyah because that's not because that's not goy friendly. So this show, it's but it is a, a Jewish show. That his and in all seriousness, I actually really do believe that there's a real... This is like a real timely show because, you know, obviously with all the terrible things that have happened recently in right. the New York and New Jersey area, uh, with like rising anti-Semitism, I think there's never been a more important time for a show that kind of brings people together, uses humor to bring people together. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing an incredibly mixed audience um, but also shows that kind of demystifies, I think the show kind of slightly demystifies Judaism but works for everybody, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it.
0: Ashley Blaker's here. Uh, can people purchase tickets now? They can, and they are. And where can they purchase them? They can purchase them at SohoPlayhouse.com. Is this one of those deals where you could choose your seat and things like that? Like um, or does it work online? I'm not sure. Possibly. But I they definitely could secure their tickets.
8: Oh, right? yeah. No, no. And, and believe me, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, or you can phone. There's a phone number there. Let's, should we read that out? The phone number, if you give it to me. The box it office is.
0: phone number is 212- Six nine one one five five five. Yeah. So
8: if you had the phone they there, you can also or, go to your website and get a phone. Oh well, my website only clicks through to the Soho right. website. So, um, but, but more yeah, people so, are spending time on your website, obviously. But of course, but <laughs> soho-playhouse.com, and uh, yeah, it'll be. Um, it's a really fun. You know, it's an eighty minute show. It's a full length show. It's eighty very, minutes. Eighty zero eight zero, and it's uh, it's very theatrical. So I've, I've got a big team around me. Is there the a show. set? There's a set, a there's, set that you use, or a set, set that yeah, sits no, no, no. There. There's a set. There's mm-hmm. a uh, there's a playbill. That's a, so. I was telling you about this. It's Very Because so cool. anyone, I don't know if anyone here who's who listening who has ever been to a Broadway show knows that when you go into a Broadway show, they give you a. They don't do this in London, by the way. They make you buy like a really expensive program. But um, they give you a free playbill. Here, you get the free playbill. Souvenir, yeah. and, yeah. and souvenir, and it's it's you know it's got that. Iconic cover and right. what have you. So I have my playbill this time, and and I've, I I get the paper copy of it gets delivered on the day of the show. But I've seen like the PDF of it, and you know, and there's your name is in it. I, we we in went it, nuts actually. when we saw our names in it. We uh, went nuts. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. This is like super exciting to have people around, and I have a director, and I have you know. People who are working on the show
0: now—is the show f- totally written? Is it finished? It is, it is totally it's, written. It's in the can, well, as they say. I,
8: the only thing I'd say is, when it comes to this kind of thing, is it evolves the whole time. Right. I added six new jokes while I was in the last. Well, week one second, because you constantly—can can think- you
0: tell jokes on February twentieth and you don't tell on February tenth? Can you do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So the critics don't go crazy that they have no, to review think- a, a show that's exactly the no, way. No, because it,
8: it evolves. Because it evolves. Because what will happen is in that first week, particularly. You know, if there's a line that you, you tell... Falls flat or something. Yeah, if you tell right. it. I mean, if you say it three times and right. three times, you know, you might want to think about right. rewriting it. So, right. But I'm always finding what I, I... And I work with some people who are really good at this, actually. There's one guy called Steve Hall, who I work with, who's brilliant. What he does is he'll look at a script and he'll say he can really find these holes. Where, you know what? There's a sen- two sentences there and there should be a joke in between there. And then I'll go and write one. But like I wow. work with people who are really and I what kind of a science them. it's really it, honestly it's I really, love that
0: I love that yeah, yeah. what a someone who so, really knows this stuff
8: right right so I had this line about the five books of Moses right and and it was just like it's a kind of line of almost explanation and he he sent me an email saying. There should be, there's a missing joke After there. the word Moses, you should yeah, be telling they a Yeah, there should be five minutes of Moses. And, and he actually suggested something which I didn't like. And then I wrote something completely different. And then, on because I quite liked what I wrote, I added two new jokes that go after that. So I ended up with three jokes. Cool. Ca- like in cool. crowbarred in between these two sentences. Right. So, so it is like a, a slightly ongoing process. That's right. actually why I love doing these kind of shows um, compared to... You know, if you're doing a a set somewhere, or you're doing a show once, you don't get the opportunity. Right. But when you're doing it every day, you get that chance to go. Okay, I can see an improvement here.
0: So, so you're somewhat of a perfectionist. No, I guess you have to yeah,
8: be. no. And you're thinking, and also there's bits where I sit down, and bits where I stand right. up, and working out where those. And are people tell and moving you if it's, if it's a good idea. That's why I have a director, and all
0: these things. Unbelievable! It's, it's a real. It's a I, big if, if I come to see your show, you should know I will be looking if, if, when I come when, to see your show. I will be looking for every one of these yeah. nuances, every yeah. one of them, because I'm fascinated by yeah. that stuff. No, like one time, one time on. I'm at a concert, and it's obvious that the, I think I told you this, it's obvious in, in this arena that they're lifting up part of the stage, and part of the stage falls down, you know, it's like a trapdoor yeah, yeah. type thing, yeah. and they don't realize as they're doing it that the guitarist still has one foot on that area. Oh. And thank God they avoid the accident when they realize the guitarist moves it. And my wife turns to me and says, "You must have loved that. I love the little details yeah. that are going on in these shows. Yeah, you know, it was just amazing."
8: No, I have, and I have like, there's lots of lighting changes. I have a lighting designer who, you know, there's a bit where where well, it gets a bit more serious or it gets a bit more whatever, and then like lighting changes. And there's there's lots of sound cues. So it's a proper production. This isn't just. Wow. This isn't going to a comedy how many club seats starting, in the Soho playoffs? Uh 178.
0: Yeah, so... And, so this, Yoni, and Yoni could sit anywhere but the front row. We don't want him in the front row, because he doesn't laugh at those jokes. Three, <laughs> three nights in a row, he'll be the one sitting there and just right, not laughing. Right, right,
8: right. Well, that's the Jewish... Word. I'm used to that. So, okay. so do we keep him out of yeah, the arena, or he's it's allowed fine. in the back it part? Fine, of the arena? he's fine. <laughs> the, they are... They, you know, I find, as well, the the more religious you are, the less likely you laugh, I find. The most... Really, I did a show in London recently, Yeah. and... Um, my friend. Oh, you know Aitan Freilich? Sure. Yeah, so Aitan Freilich, the singer, came to see my show at a place called the Arts Depot in London. And he said he was sat next to this very, very, like, Hasidish man right. within the audience. And he said he didn't laugh once the entire show. Not once he didn't laugh, but after every single joke, like, he leant over to his wife and went, Ah, that was a good line. <laughs> that uh, that was a very good line. <laughs> So that was it. That's It was like, not, no, not but I'm not showing you, it. But what I'm not going to show it. But
0: though. wouldn't you agree that in every ethnic group, there are those who, you know, really love to laugh and others who just you can't yeah. get them to, to express themselves like that? Or is it only us? Is it only the Jewish people? I
8: don't know. I once did a show, though, for, I got really, like, um, do Americans use the word stitched up? Why that, stitched up, Would you say, oh, I got stitched up, I think that's a very British phrase that I don't think...
0: What does it refer to? No, either?
8: exactly. I thought it was. Um, Dressed up, you mean? No, stitched up means like, um, if I was like pulling your... If I did a prank on you, like, oh, I got stitched up, somebody told me... Oh, they prank was... me. Someone pranked yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. Something... It's not quite prank me, though. Right. Like If I said to you... You only oh, look it up on, on whatever I, dictionary I gonna, you got online. Yeah, like urban dictionary. Stitched up. No, if I said to you... I'm gonna sell you this yap chick right. that's worth twenty bucks, right. but I was lying. It was really only worth. 10 oh, you got ripped bucks. off! You, ripped you got somebody ripped off. off! Right? Okay. So it was something. It was a bit, It's not even that. But anyway, it's between ripped off like and, and, and,
0: and scam. We could
8: argue this all day <laughs> and never get to the anecdote. <laughs> so this rabbi in my community asked me, but he's someone I knew, and he's and he was like very involved in one of these like big organizations, like the OU right. or Guda, one of those. And he said, all the rabbis are having a meeting. Why don't you come along? It'll be a surprise. And you can do a bit of stand-up. Bad idea. I don't know why I agreed to this. You but said stupid. yes? I said yes. And the funny <laughs> thing was, like, they were performing. So they had like, the, the the Diane was there. Right. And that was the thing. And had the Diane not been there, all these rabbis would have actually really enjoyed it. Right. But no not one wanted to be him. seen <laughs> to laugh in front of him. That was the thing. And they were like holding it in. They were straining, like, kind of like. No, I'm not going to laugh. So, that. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a sus or not.
0: Ashley Blaker's here. So in Guy Friendly, can you do anything about what goes on in Shul? Uh-huh.
8: Or, um, I don't think I really talk about Shul. Is
0: it Jewish anything. Neighborhood? Yeah. If, if it's if it's still a Jewish show, oh, it is. It's very. that's much... a takeoff on us, but you're trying to make it quote-unquote Guy Friendly, so, so what I can think, you use? Okay, well, so
8: basically the story of the show is about how my friendship with someone who wanted me to – who's very – interested in Judaism fascinated right. by my life kind of it seems so strange you right. do all these weird things and wanted me to teach him not like teach him to be Jewish but teach him what was going oh, on so find out
0: so the fact that your phone is off on Saturday like he wanted to know
8: what's going on why can't i get hold of right, you okay, on Saturdays and why do you have to go to shul right. or why, what's with kosher and all the different stuff and i thought well how am i going to teach him how because you know there's a lot of stuff and there's 613 <laughs> yeah. commandments you know and <laughs> even if you and ultimately you know there's obviously even if you learn all of those, they're not going to mean much unless you've right. also learned the Talmud as well <laughs> and really understand the Torah Shabal Pair as well as, a, you know, I can't teach him this. So anyway, so I thought, all right, so I'll start with the Ten Commandments, right. okay? So I just thought, and, but then, you know, you look through the Ten Commandments, they're not that practical, they're quite old, you know, not uh, coveting your neighbor's ox. Right. Well, I don't have an ox next door i don't know if you do um <laughs> so not, not in this neighborhood not, right not in this neighborhood exactly <laughs> not, not in the uh, low east um so um yeah like so where do you so i thought you know what i'm gonna come up with my own ten, my updated 10 commandments uh-huh. and modernize a, a them. modern kind of my own goy friendly i suppose right. goy friendly 10 the the 10 commandments version 2.0 oh, right. basically and Two um oh. and yeah we'll, we'll i'll teach him by that uh, and this story, the show goes through those, but also explains the kind of impact it actually had on me.
0: Um, and you're somewhat serious when you tell that, or not, uh, in terms of the effect on you. A little bit, but interesting, it's a, but it's, in a funny way. But so yeah. those of us who mm. are observant, yeah. will find stuff like well, that.
8: Well, I think what's really interesting was the show, and I, I, I you know, look, you, you never know, but uh, this is what I believe: is so the the show is like telling the story right. of like almost like a conversation. And I think if you were Jewish, or not even Jewish, I suppose, observant and knowledgeable, let's say, Nachum Siegel, you're, right. you're Nachum Siegel, or even Yoni. Yeah, even Yoni. Even Yoni. If you come along, you're going to see the show through my eyes. Right. You're kind of, you're enjoying me, you're me, basically, right. in this story, telling over this story. And um, if you're Joe Bloggs... Uh, from uh, from wherever in New York, who's not Jewish from Liverpool from Liverpool, you're gonna that exactly, if you're Paul McCartney from <laughs> Liverpool, you're gonna see, you're you're gonna be my friend, right. and you're seeing the show through his eyes. And I have already performed it. I've done a few very small previews, and and yeah, the feedback I had is that that yeah, it worked. It does work like that because basically the very the cool. Jews kind of see it in that way, and they see it in that way, so it works.
0: Uh, Ashley Blaker, guy friendly, the third of February through the twenty third, uh, Soho Playhouse in Manhattan pretty close to here by the way uh 2126911555 you can go to the website sohoplayhouse.com you know the jackie mason routine are you a jackie mason fan uh, yeah yeah so you know I his know. stuff yeah yeah so you know his routine mm-hmm. about uh, about we're about to go to intermission and and the, and the non Jews are going to you know get together during intermission and say you know well, great to get together guys let's have a drink something like that and and the Jews will gather at the back of the theater and say how much money does he make? Yeah, right. Oh, they. The set. The set's not that expensive, and the you know the whole the whole routine. That's yeah, his yeah. whole thing. So I wonder. I wonder if you're encountering that with people in our community who are shocked that you and your team would make such an investment. Yeah. In the Soho Playhouse for three weeks. Uh. Yeah. Well, all I'll tell you is this.
8: Um. I can talk about. Um. The, the my money and my production, but you can Google this. Last year, you know how many shows on Broadway made a profit last year? Three, three shows. It was like Hamilton and two others, like I think Oklahoma and West Side Story. Wow. It is. It's a very good way to look. Isn't that wasn't that like the story of the producers? That like right. You know exactly. Sure. Like like the way to make money was to like have a show fail and close right. straight away. Um, because yeah, you just. I I King Kong I was saw actually saw King right. Kong on Broadway last year. They say it was amazing. Uh well it was crazy. It was like this huge um yeah they, they had the big King Kong right. um model like, robot. <laughs> yeah, puppet, I don't know, like robot I think. Yeah. But basically anyway, I read that it was to break even would need to run for 34 years. Like seriously, the, you know, it's a very good way to spend money, to waste money, to burn money. So, yeah, before so you start coming of... along and counting seats and going, oh,
0: he's making... $6. So how do these shows get extended very often? There are shows um, like, like Fiddler gets extended, right?
8: Yeah, look, I don't know. I mean, they... they uh, No, because you want to get... Yeah, because they're full. But I'm just saying that they're so expensive to begin right. with, the investment, I suppose, setting it up. Wow. Um, you know, and there's obviously people... Those people, I yeah, because I suppose all those people are being paid salaries, aren't they? I would, but i'm saying to so, yeah. all the people working on it and the actors and what have you but then but in terms of the people who are putting the money to begin with i think are some people who like seeing their names up there but um people
0: don't realize what kind of effort and investment it yeah. takes to do this did you see fiddler in yiddish by the way i didn't see it in yiddish yeah, yet yeah, no yeah. Uh, I plan on it, but is it closed already? I think it closed. closed. Yeah, I think it closed. They closed it. Let me go see it first. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. It really was great. Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. You can check out our conversation right now with Ashley Blaker. Again, Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. Uh, Ashley's next major production is the Kosher Halftime Show presented by a Rothenberg Law Firm. We go live with that at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on February the 2nd during halftime of the Kansas City-San Francisco game. The next day, literally, could you imagine from the Kosher Halftime Show to uh, to the Soho Playhouse? The next day, Ashley Blaker kicks off. you like that one. Uh, guy Friendly, uh, running until the 23rd of February at the Soho Playhouse. Go to SohoPlayhouse.com for your tickets or two one two six nine one one five five five. And, of course, mm. our listeners want to know if there's any discount code they should know about mm. <laughs> well it?
8: well uh,
0: yeah will at the moment but, uh, Not, at the, not moment. at the moment. Exactly. There is no, no um, there is no no group I think there rate, are, no discussion. There are no there
8: are there's a group rate for over tens. Uh <laughs> I think there's a group rate for tickets over ten people. I think there's a student Ooh, nice. rate for nice. the YU and uh listeners and others. Um yes, the students. Um yeah. So um Cool. But and there's no intermission, so you don't have an opportunity to stand at the back and go. How much money is <laughs> making? How much How much did this, much this, <laughs> much did this cost? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera.
0: Listener Leia says, "Love from Scranton, Pennsylvania." Ashley, your program sounds like something I could use at work. I guess she works with non-Jews, and right. she could yeah. use your uh, okay. your advice on how to yeah. deal with them when it comes to Jewish topics. Maybe she yeah. should come in for the show. Exactly. She should come in and how see how far the show? is that? I don't know. Scranton's how far about a two-hour drive. Okay, so it's not too. It's yeah, so, 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 the same as, uh, Houston, exactly, as you mentioned earlier. A little commute for us New Yorkers. Uh, No, well,
8: that's the thing. No, but when I did my last show, I just, like, anecdotally, actually, I did have some people even fly in from, like, I met this one person who flew from Dallas to see the last show. Someone flew from LA. And I'm sure that'll happen again. But in terms of just, like, generally, like, coming to the city, anecdotally, people would travel around 90 minutes. You know, people come from Muncie and the five towns and Lakewood and all, whatever, you know, 90 minutes. Um, When I did my first Israel tour, People don't want to travel. It's a weird thing. And there were a lot of them Americans in who Because in Israel, go there. a half-hour's long drive. Right, they right. wouldn't drive more than five right. minutes. Right. It was so funny. Like, yeah. I, I did a, I did a tour. I didn't do a show in Moda Inn. I did it, and there were lots of people who were messaging me from Moda Inn. And I said, well, I'm doing a show in Beit Shemesh. You know, I looked on the map. It's 25-minute right. drive. So I'm not driving right. 25 minutes.
0: In Israel, 200 miles is a long drive, and in yeah. America, 200 years is exactly. a long time. Right. And in Israel, 200 years But, uh, they,
8: but they suddenly became very – they were right. Americans who had become very lazy. Right. I know they if I, became I, Israeli. I know. If I'd said – yeah, exactly. If, <laughs> I, if I'd said, look, I'm doing a show in modern, they'd have gone, yeah, but you're not in my street. <laughs> if I'd have said – You're if not if in our section of right, I'm <laughs> doing a show in your living room. Yeah, but I'm upstairs in my bedroom. I'm not coming down. When are you coming upstairs? <laughs> Do it in my bedroom. What? They can't give you a break. No, Unbelievable. They guess, that's,
0: people suddenly become Olim who become Israeli very quickly. All right. Uh, we should point out, by the way – um. Uh you me- I mentioned that on Sundays and Wednesdays there's a matinee. Yes. Uh so you're doing two shows those days. Two shows those days. And there's also uh there's
8: a Sat Saturday- there's one Mozilla Shabbos show at the moment on the eighth of February, which is my birthday as well. Oh, that's important yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mots Shabbos is yeah, big yeah, now. Exactly. In and, terms of uh, people going out and yeah, also
0: do you anything about Presidents Day? Are they moving you to a matinee? No, no, pr- uh, what that'll so, be so a Monday, Monday. Yeah, no, the the normal 17th. Monday. Yeah. That'll, that'll be, be a, a normal Monday night yeah, schedule. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So there yeah. you have it. And when you watch people purchase these tickets, as the people online, you know, are, mm-hmm. pur- are are they purchasing for way in advance as well, not just for the early part of the tour? Uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, for, for, all, for all the dates, yeah. Um, they, that must be a satisfying feeling. It's great, but away. I mean, I think
8: you know, obviously, what you always hope will happen. And you know, the first week hopefully we'll have a lot of reviews. I know right. we've got some of the big papers in the Wall Street t- Journal. I know it's coming, like the first show and right. what have you, and hopefully the Times and all all those places. And then you know, you hope you hope that you get good reviews, and that's when it really explodes. That's how the and that's what you are asking me about things getting right. extended. That's how it works. You know, like Fiddler and Yiddish. I was talking to someone from um, the theater there, uh, who was one of the people from the Schubert organization who produced that show. And was saying, you know, it, it took them all by surprise. A, right. You know, a, a show in Yiddish? Like, who speaks Yiddish? And who it, could believe and that it a musical Yiddish? And it just takes off and runs and runs.
0: Well, imagine this. We're the first ones. JM&M already has its review yeah. of your show. Could You imagine? You haven't even started yet. <laughs> it says here, spectacular Nachum Siegel. How can yeah. you imagine? You've exactly. already gotten a review from exactly. us.
8: How does exactly. that happen? But all the non are reading it going, <laughs> Nachum Siegel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there you have it. All right. No, they're actually going Nachum Segal. Uh, yes. I, I can tell you a few other ways to yeah. pronounce it. Believe me. The star of the hit Strictly Unorthodox is back with his brand new off-Broadway show. Hey, folks, if you're listening here at the Natchim Siegel Network or if you're watching Facebook.com slash Natchim Network, let me say it to you directly. Don't miss it. Make sure you're part of Ashley Blaker's audience at Goy Friendly. Starting February the 3rd, literally the day after the Kosher halftime. What a letdown this is going to be for Ashley. He's going to all this worldwide international attention in the Kosher halftime show, and then he has to go off Broadway the next yeah. day. My gosh. <laughs> anyway, February the 3rd. You think I overused that joke already? February the 3rd through the 23rd at the Soho Playhouse. Go to SohoPlayhouse.com or call 212 691 1555. Purchase tickets. It's a great gift item, it's a uh, wonderful way to spend a night out or a matinee out with your friends and family, and uh, you will, if you want to laugh, you'll laugh. If yeah. you're not one of those people yeah. that refuses to laugh, you yeah. will laugh. If you're not Mr. As Yoni L- Pollock, who sits there with his arms folded and refuses to crack mm. a smile, then you're going to laugh at exactly. this show.
8: If the Dian's not sat there and <laughs> right. you can't laugh in front of him, you <laughs> will laugh.
0: If there's no Dian <laughs> exactly. or Big no Rabbi Dianim. next exactly. to you, just, and you have no excuse. Yeah, yeah.
8: If you have a look at the poster in the small print of the bonus, <laughs> says the no Diane allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, <and> my
9: band—they're <laughs> gonna
8: sit on like one of those big high tables behind me. Right, like, they will like, be on the a, dais. On the dais, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like the Met Life. What? There's you know, no dais? The... There's exactly. no dais? I'm not showing up to exactly. Ashley exactly. show. There's no dais? Not exactly. a chance. I wish you the best of luck. You're gonna Thank vi- you. you're gonna visit us on the eve of the kosher halftime show yeah. in a few days from there. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Maybe we'll reveal something else for people to know about yeah. that about Absolutely. that performance. Uh, by the time you show up here again next week, your whole run is likely gonna be sold out. That's quite a bronca, yeah. huh?
8: Mirza Shem.
0: a shame. And I ask you one thing. Yeah. I ask you one thing. Okay. Um, because you're heading toward a complete sellout. Yes. And there will be no tickets available between the yes. 3rd and 23rd of February, save one ticket for Yoni, please. I'm okay. asking you. I'm okay. asking you. In front of this Amon Am, I'm asking you, please, <laughs> even though I know okay. that when it comes to the jokes, he sometimes could be a little difficult, okay. as I described. Save him a seat if okay. you don't buy. I will do that. Or at the minimum blood. Or at the minimum blood and backstage. <laughs> okay.
8: We'll do that. Anything for Yoni.
0: After all, he did a good job behind the scenes at the kosher halftime show. Yeah, he Maybe serious. he can help you out, out, out he, there at the, uh, the playoffs. I remember he, he brought me some pizza. There you go. What's better than that? Yeah, exactly. He might be able to bring you a meal one of those evenings. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Yapchik, he will bring Yop-chick. out the yapchik.
8: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Any, Yoni, any,
0: we must figure out a way to have yapchik catered on exactly, Thursday exactly. night. I'm church. not.
8: Jo- I promise you. I promise you. This is and and this maybe this is one one of the reasons why I wanted to do a show that uh, has not just Jews in the audience. When I did my last show yeah. in the city, right. a, you know, it was actually I was going to say a, off Broadway show. It was actually on Broadway. It right. was a theater on Broadway. Jerry Broadway 50th right. right. Someone was sat in my audience. Eat in the front row eating shouldn't <laughs> you're not serious. I promise you. I also the, had
0: the sad thing is, I don't find it hard to. No, believe. this is
8: the other one. I, I, I again, oh no, this is actually really funny. Somebody, there was a girl, but this is what happens, you know, like because you know, you can't get food, people take snacks right. to places. Sure. There was a girl in the front row eating something, and I said, Oh, I'm quite hungry, I've got a bit of a sugar rush, can I take one? So I took one, and then I saw the bracha, and then I got heckled. That it was the wrong brocha. <gasps> and we had a whole machloikus oh about what brocha it was. Now I'm trying to think what it was. It was some Look, it was actually like budievet. It was fine because I'd said sherkol. Oh yeah, that's... but so budievet like sherkol, fine. But sherkol always fine. But someone said no, no, that thing actually has um, grain Corn? in it, and it, it a was grain. a mazonas thing. I'm trying to think what it was. It was like a <sighs> snack that it was one of. It was like a it was like a candy, but who actually has a little bit of grain in it. I would say that is Tafel, not Ica. But anyway, whatever. This was the kind of... You wouldn't get this at Ashley, any other show. Ashley, I admire you. I would have walked off the stage. <laughs> Another heckle. Again, this is true. I promise oh no, this is true. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think no. it was actually on my final show. Five minutes in, somebody heckled Mincha. And I went, <gasps> what? And he went... I said, I'm really sorry. I could, Is there anyone who can... He said, I've got to... He said, I've got to... A- I'm running... I-, I didn't... I was running really late. It was like 200 people sold out. He said, I was running really late and I couldn't get... Um, and he goes I said, I said, look, is anyone else can? T-? But there was no one. In, everyone had Doven, No one wanted to leave the show. So he went, Do you mind if I just sneak out? And, and quickly, done, and then he came back five minutes later. He had, like, dovened the Yochid And it was, like, <laughs> was nuts. I thought, the, I, thought, and, I thought, I've got to perform for Nongju. And, th- <laughs> and
0: the whole theater had to know about it. Well, yeah, exactly.
8: thank goodness the new show is guy-friendly. Exactly, exactly. Get your dovening done in advance. Also, I'm doing it in the winter. So you right. should have dovened Mincha and Maru's already. And just fine, let's
0: just go. You've thought of it all. Well, you think you've thought of it all. Believe me, our, oh. our community will make sure you haven't thought of exactly. it all. Exactly. Ashley, I thank you. Pleasure. SohoPlayhouse.com, the day after the Kosher Halftime Show, Ashley embarks on this incredible run here in New York City. Get your tickets today. Check out this entire video by going to Facebook.com slash Network. The next time you will see Ashley in a performance will be at our Kosher Halftime Show on the 2nd of February uh, in between the contest between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. A kosher halftime show presented by the Rothenburg law firm. In honor of our friends from Liverpool, we've got this song at JM in the AM.
10: For me shall- mithash i hear you on your melody push up na shish khadash o veer na la 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 parakh bana mithash git parakh deta le avko saai ma le
0: JM and the AM. Well, after all the Liverpool discussion, we figured we had to get the album, A Shabbat in Liverpool, on the air. That's the great Lenny Solomon and company with Schlockrock here at JM the AM. Well, for those of you who uh, were not paying attention, I can't believe anybody would not have been, but for those few of you out there who are not paying attention to Yeshiva University men's basketball, the Maccabees, we were there last night in the Bronx when they went uh, 13-1. and A 13-game winning streak is what they're on. Uh, as they continue to dominate the Skyline Conference. And one of the reasons I asked uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz, who's very busy every morning and I don't like bothering him, but I asked him to join me this morning because I like getting him on uh, before a big home game that I think uh, a lot of Jewish families out there uh, will find uh, entertaining and uh, will find to be a great event to go to, especially at the end of Yeshiva break, uh, an event to go to with their family uh, this coming Saturday night. And, in fact, the Macs are home this Saturday night beginning at 8.30 up at the Mac Stern Athletic Center. And it is a great night to come out with family and friends and enjoy an amazing basketball team and a great experience, as I always call it, for the Jewish people. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, good morning. Congratulations on a great win last night.
11: Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: Uh, well, two of the things that, of course, a coach always hopes for is uh, there should never, God forbid, be an injury, and we continue to pray for the health of your uh, athletes. And secondly, to stay out of foul trouble. And last night it looked like uh no nobody was calling any fouls at all. It must make your job a lot easier.
11: Yeah, it does. It's it's always good to uh you know not have the pressure of having to, you know, take guys out, you know, cuz of things that are out of your control. So it's definitely uh definitely a positive for us when we're able to keep our guys on the floor.
0: Uh yesterday, uh you essentially at some point in the first half, I don't know how many you were up by at that point cuz it was a 40 a 40-point 40 victory last night. Uh, Yesterday, you uh, replaced, uh, subbed out, I don't know, three, four players. It it looked like your second team, so to speak, was on the court, and someone in the stands turns to me and says, well, you know, uh, they they saw the first team, now let's welcome the second team. Do you sometimes get that feeling that, that when you put your best bench players on the floor, you're basically putting another great first team out there?
11: I think that's the case. I mean, we, we, we tell our guys that all year. It's you know, especially tough for some of the guys who don't get as much playing time regularly. Uh, you know, every guy on our team is pretty much the best player on this high school team. So we, we have some pretty good players from number one through 16. Um, you know, what we're trying to do at this point is just kind of try and develop depth uh, as much as we can towards the end of the season. And, you know, know that we have a situation where there is foul trouble or got to have an injury that we'll have other guys who have had game experience be able to get a chance to go
0: out and uh, perform. You know, I wonder if you go through the same thing, because obviously you see stats, especially during halftime and things like that. But when we sit in the stands and and if, if we would poll the people who are there watching the YU team, uh, you know, who the high scorer is right now, we're going to get three different opinions running through the entire – no one realizes. You, know, you wake up and all of a sudden – you know, I'm talking about obviously Terrell Leifer and, and Simcha, the three who are most likely to be the high scorer – you, you wake up and you don't. You don't realize just how many uh, how many points you know one of them has accumulated over the game so far.
11: Sometimes it happens really quick, and sometimes it happens kind of quietly too. And 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 it's true. You know, I, I think we probably have five guys that could, you know, maybe even six guys who could really lead us in scoring on any given night. Um, you know, and the way these guys share the ball and how unselfish they are. You know, I was watching film this morning and uh, you know checking out some of the. Opportunities that guys were passing up to get better shots for a teammate—it it lends to that. So none of these guys really care who leads them, you know, who leads the team in scoring. It's really for them just about winning.
0: I was sitting with a couple of YU basketball legends last night, and they basically said to me, "What you guys did to Maritime last night is exactly what Maritime and other teams used to do to them 30 years ago—the uh, inside game. They were always smaller, even if they were taller. They were never as built and in, in the type of shape that a team like Maritime is in." Uh, I mean, the tables have, you know, we, you and I always talk about the different era that you're in now and this incredible run that you're on. I mean, it's, it's sort of like the tables have turned. You're sitting at the top of this conference, and if you look at the numbers, if you look at the records, there's nobody close to you guys.
11: Yeah, I, there's some good teams in the conference. There, there definitely are. Uh, you know, I think we're in a good place right now from you a know, recruiting standpoint. We were able to get in a few classes in a row of, of really good players, and, and obviously we have a little bit of size, especially for a skyline team. Uh, but most importantly, we have guys that are just unselfish and are really just bought in to what we're trying to do, and and they perform that way. They're they're just really good. It's fun to watch as a coach too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you don't always look like that, but all right, I'll take your word for it that you're enjoying it. <laughs> uh, uh, am I right that four years ago when you it's four or five years at this
11: point? This is my sixth, uh, sixth season, so, so five, I guess, five years ago, and change. So,
0: so am I right that five years ago you didn't nearly have the number of fans on the road that you're getting now, or am I just you know because I'm showing up to more games, I'm just assuming that's the case?
11: No, you're you're right. It's it's on the road and and at home too. I think uh, you know I think those first couple of years, um, people kind of like trickle in to check out what was going on, and you know it was uh, it, it was an interesting um, kind of evolution of. of you know not not just how many people start showing up but also kind of the um the mannerisms of the fan and the confidence level of the fans that we've had in our gym where they've gone from uh, you know a situation where we you know where they're kind of expecting you know a, a lead to go away right. to a situation where we could be down and they're cheering like we're ahead because they're just expecting us to come back so it's,
0: t- uh, it's been a cool evolution to watch. I mean, I mean, if you, I, I don't know if you even pay attention to what's going on in the stands, but a, a game like last night, I, I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, look who's showing up to this game. What is it, the Skyline Conference Final? You know, when, when, when all, all the, uh, you know, the front runners all of a sudden come out of the woodwork. It's amazing that people of, uh, of, of note and, and you know, and people from our community are, are, are coming out and enjoying the game. On that topic, Mister Elliot Steimats and this is why I asked you to join me this morning uh, uh, more than anything else, although I do, do love speaking to you after victories, uh, this coming Saturday night. You have to you have to agree with me that it's an amazing family night out. It's a fantastic atmosphere. It's a great opportunity for people to see a great team and to really see Yeshiva University at its best. 8.30 p.m. this coming Saturday night, Max Stern Athletic Center, a great home game. Your players, when they were here a couple of weeks ago, they, they basically said to me, that they do consider this game on the tougher side. So the chances of seeing a much closer game than last night uh, obviously are greater. Um, so first, tell me, do you agree with me it's a great family night out? And secondly, do you anticipate a really tough game?
11: I, I agree on both. Uh, it, you know, I think it's always a fun night out. Any night of the week, Saturday nights are certainly the best. And my understanding, from what I've been told, uh, we're expecting a pretty big crowd Saturday night. You know, a lot of people are back from... No yeah, sure. winter right. break right. and, um, you know, are planning to come with families and kids, you know, because schools are still, for the most part, on vacation for another few days. So we're expecting a pretty big crowd Saturday night. Uh, it is a lot of fun and definitely a good family atmosphere. And we are playing a really good team. You know, the Merchant Marine Academy uh, seems to be competitive every single year. They, uh, they've they beaten some good teams already this year. They have, you know, they have some size. They're well coached. They're they're always tough. I I don't think I've ever, from the time I was a player you know, through the time as a coach, I'm not sure I've ever had an easy game with them.
0: Wow. All right. So we have a lot to look forward to Saturday night. Uh, I, the players did confirm, I don't know how much of the interview you saw uh, when they were here, your co-captains, uh, Donnie Katz and Simcha Halper, but they did sort of confirm that Saturday night can be a little bit woozy. It could be a a difficult night to play. I know the other team also is playing pretty late, 8:30 p.m., but they didn't, you know, they didn't have Shabbos and a big lunch and all that. So, so I don't know. Do, do, I think I've asked you this before. Do you get that feeling sometimes on a Saturday night that it's a rough start?
11: I do. I think it's the first few minutes, just trying, you know, trying to get into it. It's a routine thing, you know. Our, our guys generally have a shoot around in the afternoon of the game, and obviously being a Saturday night. They're not going to have that, and it's just, you know, Shabbos is just a, different, just a different kind of day for us, yeah. as everybody knows. And, uh, you know, I think that lends to just a break in routine, which, you know, I think uh first few minutes, maybe even, you know, a little bit of the first half sometimes, it's kind of just feeling our way out. But the truth is, you know, and I tell the guys all the time, if you play defense, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, that's true. Stay between them and the basket, and uh, half the problems will be alleviated. Uh- <laughs> okay. Uh, and you know as fans, and you, Mr. Steinmetz, you, I, you I'm sure have no choice but to give me the traditional one-game-at-a-time routine. But you know as fans who are watching this streak and praying that Yeshiva University is acknowledged nationally for the way that they are developing in Division Three basketball, you know that we as fans have the 30th of January circled on our calendar because it's very possible that, that game against Purchase might be the most difficult game of the season, and obviously if you win that game, uh, we might be seeing uh, notoriety for YU that we've never seen before. So I know, I know, it's one game at a time. I got the whole routine, but give me something about that last game in January. Anything you can tell us?
11: Yeah, I mean, listen, Purchase is having a great year so far, and, and, they're, and they're very good. I'm, I'm very glad that that game's at home. Um I, you know, I think it is a big game. You know, again, I I think it's, it's the end of next week, I believe, right? right. We have a few Thursday night, like right. you said. Right. But no, I think it will be a big game, just in terms of conference standings, and and certainly nationally, because I think they're going to have a good chance to be regionally ranked. Purchase, uh, so you know, it could be. Uh, Potentially a, a you know a strong situation for us if we're able
0: to win that game. All right, we hope to be at all of them. I'll tell you, we're encouraging our listeners to do the same, taking great pride in Yeshiva University basketball, representing not only YU but the Jewish people on the basketball court in such an amazing way. Last night, a thirty-eight point victory on the road. It looked like with about five minutes left, you were ready to admit, okay, I think I think we're going to win, guys. That's what it, se- it seemed like to me. You were finally resigned to the fact that it looks like you're about to put a victory uh, on, on the uh, on the board and uh, hopefully you'll have the same type of results on Saturday night, and we look forward to seeing you. And by the way, Coach, based on, based on the way you're talking about the crowds coming this Saturday night, it sounds like you're giving a little warning to those of us who are regulars to get there as early as possible for the game on Saturday night. So don't wait until 8.30 to walk in, folks, right?
11: Yeah, I, I think that would be a smart move to probably get there a little bit early. <laughs> Elliot, you're great.
0: Congratulations again. Keep it going. We're watching this streak and having a lot of fun. Thanks, not I appreciate it. Elliot Steinmetz is coach of the Yeshiva University Maccabees. 13-1, everybody. 13 in a row. And this coming Saturday night, you could be there for what hopefully will be number 14 in a row against the United States Merchant Marine Academy. Tough ballplayers, we're told, starting at 8.30 p.m. at the Max Stern Athletic Center up at Yeshiva University in Washington Heights. And if I'm there late, save me a seat, because it sounds like it's going to be a packed crowd this coming saturday night more coming up you're listening to a, a thursday morning edition of jm and the AM. a reminder tomorrow right here on this great broadcast malcolm honline is executive vice chairman of the conference of presidents of major american jewish organizations he joins us for the weekly update tomorrow morning here at jm in the am and i remind you it's been a while since we spoke it to him and there have been multiple to say the least multiple news items of note that we need to discuss with him. So Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, tomorrow morning, 7.40 Eastern Time, right here at JM and the A.M. The Era of Shabbos Show with Mark Zamek is brought to you by our friends at Kedem, and airs tonight starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's an amazing way to head into Shabbos, any Shabbos, but this one is tailored specifically for Shabbos Parsha's Va'era. It will be replayed in its entirety at 3 a.m. Eastern Time, and then again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow uh, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. So if you miss it tonight, you have an opportunity before Shabbos to catch it. It's the uh, of Shabbos Show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem every Thursday night and Friday right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.
4: I'm not to i The truth that you have done to your life I loved all the truth that she
0: Simcha Liner, who, by the way, is also part, as you know, of Kosher Halftime Show 2020 presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. Thank you, Simcha. There he is with Project Relax Israeli edition. Yeah, Simcha's a big part. Ashley Blaker's a big part. Mayor K is a big part. We've got a lot to talk about between now and February the 2nd when Kosher Halftime Show presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm goes live. We have a lot to talk about. Five minutes to go before 9 o'clock. Don't forget Malcolm Homeline tomorrow morning. Malcolm Homeline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us tomorrow morning, 7.40 Eastern time with a weekly update right here at JM and the AM. Here's Dovey Shapiro.
2: to em ani shomeh ve kan ba makom koma ba makom
4: במקום הזה כל מה שהיה היא
2: כל מה שעוד
4: יהיה רק במקום הזה. אני אני <אח> 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 <אח>
0: Israel and my brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the Nahum Single Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. And being part of this uh, incredible radio experience. Charlie Harari's next with Unlocking Greatness at 10 o'clock. Jew in the City speaks with Allison Josephs. 10.30, brand new edition of That's Life with Miriam al Wallach live in this studio. And then at 11 a.m., live lunch in this studio. All coming up uh, starting at, uh, well, starting now with uh, Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari. 7 o'clock tonight, the Shaba of Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik and brought to you by our friends at KEDEM. 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight plus three A.M. Eastern time tomorrow and ten AM Eastern Time tomorrow. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow Nakham Sigal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.